Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today I have the opportunity to speak with Campbell, Camel's pitcher, Cade Keeler. Cade, I appreciate the time this evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So to start this episode, provide me a little bit of an update about your off season, you know, what you're doing right now. I know the holidays are are coming up, but you were involved in Campbell's fall baseball schedule that was from September to October. Anything interested that went on there? Uh, it just uses like a developmental period. Obviously, I had like a larger workload between the summer and the season. So it's kind of uses the time to refine a lot of delivery work and a lot of pitch designs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Has this fall baseball schedule always been that same way where you try to just use that month and a half just to kind of refine everything that's in your arsenal? Yeah, for sure. Uh, our coaches do a great job setting it up for his time to develop and then take that into a competition setting and scrimmages and all of that. So they give us all the tools we need to improve on what we need to improve upon, whether it was something we learned in the summer or something that we recognized from the season, just kind of bring that over. Okay. What did you recognize or pick up on throughout the end of the 2022 summer season that you implemented uh, this fall? Uh, just definitely uh, stuff regarding my delivery and movement patterns down the mound to get more consistent, just to improve my overall command. Uh, Dan and Dad on the mound. Okay, for sure. Moving on further, I guess, into what your offseason potentially w- could look like. Moving on to January to February, like what is your future um, offseason plans on that route, you know, after the holidays are over, um, considering, you know, the, the, the summer season, spring season w- won't be started until, you know, March. Uh, we, I'll get back to campus and then we'll start up our team practices. So just go there and continue to work and, uh, hammer down everything I've been working on to fine tune everything heading into the start of the season. What are some exercises? What are some, especially as a pitcher stretches, ways to just make sure your arm is always in a good, uh, spot. Our strength and conditioning coach, uh, Coach Fiegels, does a great job. He puts us in great positions in the weight room and then, like, mobility-type stuff. And then our trainer, Nolan Brown, he's the best around. Uh, go in there and get anything we need done just to make sure we continue to keep our home, arm healthy and our body moving the right way. Since you've been on, on campus and as a student at, at Campbell, have you experienced any issues with your arm or um... – maybe injuries or arm fatigue that you've really have, have had to work out in the off season? No, I'd say our coaches, coach uh, Robinson puts us in the best position to succeed with our ramp up plans and kind of arm care throughout the season. And then I know personally, I take a lot of ownership in like my body and taking care of myself. So making sure I'm in there with the trainers and then doing my own personal stretches and exercises and nutritional plans just to make sure my body's in a good spot. Okay, so nutritional plans, is this a nutritional plan that you stick with throughout the off-season and during the season, or do you change it up uh, once certain parts of the season uh, start and end? 
Uh, I'd say it's fairly consistent because um, normally in the off season, I use it as like a building type plan. And then in season with the higher workload, it turns into more of a maintained plan. So just making sure like I'm eating good foods and getting all the nutrients I need for my body to stay healthy and perform at a high level. What if you had to cut out? Uh, I wouldn't say really cut out anything. I'd just say like kind of manage what I eat. Don't just like go out and get McDonald's every night or Taco Bell or whatever it is. Just kind of making sure being in a house now with a kitchen and a grill and all that kind of meal prepping and making sure I have food around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As a right-hander, is there a pitcher that you've grown to look up to that's playing in the major leagues or maybe they're retired right now that you try to model your game around? Uh, mentality wise, I like to watch Scherzer. I like the way he carries himself on the mound and the competitiveness and the energy he always brings. And every start, every start's like a playoff start for that guy. So watching him compete week in and week out, is definitely something I like to watch and try to emulate on the mound. Now, did you always look at Scherzer or was there, was there another pitcher like when you were in the middle school, high school level that you looked at someone else? I'd say it's normally been Scherzer. He's been around, I feel like, forever on that Tigers team that was really good with Price and um, Verlander and all of that. So I feel like he's been around and some guy I've always been able to look up to. What team at the major league level did you always like uh, support when you were growing up? I was definitely a big Nationals fan. So that 2019 year when they were able to win it, and uh, that was another reason I was big into Scherzer and I was super excited that he was going to be a National for a while. Did you go to uh, any of the national playoff games at the time in 19? I did not. I was uh, I was playing ball, so I was out and about the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm uh, you know, being in Kansas City, the Royals are the team that I support. Unfortunately, the Royals uh, had their time back in 2014, 2015. They're not doing too good right now. Um, now they are – trying to get some some help from a pitching perspective they got some young arms like brady singer and and daniel lynch but um maybe you when uh when your time comes but uh, you know speaking of of that um your name has actually been in a lot of mock drafts for the 2023 mlb draft um is that something that you you think about or do you just wait for that moment to happen when it happens it's definitely a happen when it happens kind of thing um i know my teammates and stuff they like to talk about it um and bring it up and it's something i know i'm a campbell right-handed pitcher right now i'm not anything else and i'm going to go out and hopefully win a lot of baseball games and we're going to succeed and accomplish things as a team that we haven't before and then everything else after that will take care of itself have you noticed some scouts for major league teams that are around when you're pitching, especially this season. Um, I try not to look up in the stands, uh, cause my parents freak me out when they're up there cause they're always making noise and all of that. So I try to just focus on the game. I've been able to have some conversations with some of the area scouts and they're all great guys and just people. I'm very grateful to get to know. Now talk to me about the, family that you got with the, with the pitchers on your own team like how do you think you've been able to pick up on different things from the other starters or different relievers like how, how much of that 
rotation and and bullpen that Campbell has 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 become a family to you. I was grateful to have Thomas Harrington, a first round draft pick out of last year. He was definitely a guy we got very close with in my same class. Um, so learning from him and talking with him, especially uh, through the process he just went through, and then just the guys I've been able to be around: uh, Ty Cummings, Kate Boxrucker, Peyton Brown. Live with them my freshman year, and then Box and Peyton my sophomore year. And then the new JUCO guys have been awesome. Gotten to know a lot of them really well. Jeremy Wiegman, Chance Dequila, all those guys, like super good guys. Just they all bring a unique aspect, whether it's junior college or their high school experience. So just learning who they are, where they came from, what's worked for them, and like trying to just learn as much as I can from them. What is something that maybe you you learned from them or picked up on that? you didn't realize would be beneficial to you? I don't know if it's one thing in specific. I feel like we all just kind of talk and share ideas and kind of morph into one big idea. So I don't know if I can pinpoint one thing, but I feel like just kind of the way we carry ourselves in our daily work all rubs off on each other, whether it's like certain mechanical stuff or drill work or any of that. Yeah, absolutely. Now you in uh, in 2022 this past season you made 16 appearances had 15 starts but the the big improvement that really came your way was you struck out 111 batters you pitched 88 innings you also had the big south conference's lowest opposing batting average at 184 and this was all just amazing numbers and if you compare that to 2021 where you pitched only 44 innings, struck out 41. So you nearly doubled your output in efficiency. What can you give credit to um, in, in just that big jump that you were able to make? I feel like the summer I got to play in the NECBL with the Ocean State Waves, I feel like that had a big impact, um, big developmental period, physically bigger, stronger, faster. And then I developed the uh, fourth pitch, my uh, slider which was my second highest usage pitch in the 2022 season. So I feel like that was a big difference maker. And then throughout the fall of that year, just continued to work on delivery and getting bigger, faster, stronger with our old strength coach, Coach Rodriguez and Coach Robinson, our pitching coach. I feel like they just kind of gave me the tools to improve. And then adding that uh, pitch what ended up being the difference maker for me and then being in the starting role for the whole year. It's like allowed me to definitely kind of improve my stuff and then improve my output as well. So you got the 88 innings for 2022. Is there a number that you'd like to to reach in terms of innings? Like, would you find would you like to to get to that a uh, hundred inning threshold for 2023? Uh, I feel like I don't have a number in mind. Uh, whatever the team needs me to do, whether it's a hundred innings, whether it's 50 innings, or anywhere in between, I'm just here to be the best I can for Campbell and pitch to the best of my ability. So whatever they need me to do, I'm gonna do willingly and happily go a little bit more in depth you finally developed that fourth pitch i think that is really important for for younger pitchers uh especially pitchers that want to make a, a a name for themselves in the pros like we've seen so many guys once they're in college or maybe out of high school they have really dominant two pitches and then once they maybe develop that third pitch it really gets them going but you got that fourth what were the, what are those three other pitches that you really like to use during an at bat that you feel most confident in using? Uh, so the fastball is definitely the number one that I have. 
And then the slider, which I developed, it definitely became the most consistent. And then uh, just a true curveball and then a splitter, which is more of my unique pitch. Any of these pitches that you developed in a weird way? I know some pitchers are like, oh, you know, I developed like a, a curveball. I developed this changeup, like warming up in a bullpen. Did you like a weird way of developing some of them that you found out? Uh, I mean, the slider, I had no code. I, my, I taught it to myself, just talking to some of the guys I was throwing with up in the NECBL. Um, Sean Gamelin, I had, he's a pitcher at Rhode Island College. He's a stud. He's unbelievably good. And he was up there and he threw cutter slider and his slider was unbelievable. So I'm like, all right, like, how do you hold it? How do you throw it? What do you think about? And he kind of just talked to me and immediately it clicked. Um, I think I started throwing it on like a Wednesday and came in to close on Friday and threw over half sliders and they all worked. So it was one of those weird things that kind of just clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you think is the most important aspect that you need to learn or you need to have to be a successful pitcher in the pros when that time comes? I feel like right now it's just refining my command. I saw last year, like the swing and miss numbers and the strikeout numbers were very good. Um, I just feel like my walk percentage is high. So I feel like the more I'm around the zone and let my stuff play, it'll allow me to succeed more, go deeper into outings and uh, see more positive results. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. You are from Waxhaw, North Carolina. Talk to me a little bit about growing up there. Was baseball really that sport that you really started to, to, to develop? You know, what point did you realize that, okay, I can – take this sport to the college level played all the sports when I was younger um and then kind of fell in love with baseball and got lucky enough to be a part of a team that was elite um my 12 year old team was like third in the nation I think eight or nine of us now play at the division one level um some of which are high uh, draft prospects some Florida UNC Charlotte just a bunch of really really good baseball players so being around that elite level baseball my entire life is something that's kind of allowed me to know like all right there's going to be some sort of future at some point um and then once I got into high school it kind of clicked and started to see a little bit of separation from some of the people around me it was like all right like there's definitely a chance for me to continue to play just got to continue to work and develop and figure out how far I really can go so was there a certain individual maybe it was your parents maybe it was a teammate that you really looked and leaned on that pushed you to reach the college level um I feel like my parents gave me all the resources I needed my dad uh built a baseball field in the backyard full size 60 90 230 feet so I was definitely a huge developmental tool and whatever I needed wherever I needed to go to get lessons he would provide that for me so he gave me all the tools 
to succeed and take it as far as I wanted. And then I had the same coach from six to 16. His name's Rick Suarez. Um, he kind of founded who I am as an athlete, who I am as a player, super tough love type stuff. And he kind of, I was my pitching coach forever, mentor and all of it. So he definitely pushed all the guys on that team to be the best we could be. What schools were you interested in or recruited by when you're playing the prep route um, on your way to college? Uh, the only other offer I had was East Tennessee State University. Um, and then my dream school from when I was 11 years old was uh, South Carolina. Okay. Did you, so I know, you know, maybe some, some athletes, younger, especially pitchers and position players at the baseball level that they, they're aspiring to, to play at South Carolina or those high aspirations. What, what impressed you about Campbell? What was that deciding factor that made you realize, you know what? You know, I had the aspirations and wanted to to pitch at South Carolina, but but Campbell's the place for me. I just kind of walked on campus and got that feel from the coaching staff and then the environment of the school as a whole. It just kind of felt like home to me. And I knew private Christian university and I have very strong faith. So that was something that very intrigued me as well. So just kind of the atmosphere and the success seen by the baseball program and the improvements and kind of the direction they were trending. It was one of those things where I'm like, there's definitely a plan and there's definitely a reason why I feel the way I do on this campus and something I just wanted to pursue and be a part of. And it's paying dividends now. And I'm so very, very grateful it happened. Mm -hmm. Now an aspect of pitching that might not go noticed, especially for ones who are, who are not a pitcher, not part of a program is the mental aspect of, of a pitcher. You know, you're, you're in control of the game. You're, have a big responsibility of whether your team is in a position to win um, every night based on how you're, how you perform. How do you think your, your mental um, intelligence and mental confidence and strength has been throughout the entire period of uh, pitching at the college level? I feel like that's definitely one of my strengths. Um, when I'm out there on the mound, I definitely know like, it's you versus the guy in the box and like you have help behind you. So knowing that as long as you compete at the highest level, no matter what the outcome is generally going to go in your favor. And that's statistics in baseball as well. I mean, a guy can hit it 110 miles an hour and it could still go right at somebody and being out. So knowing that as long as you compete and no matter the situation, just going to stay in the fight is something we talk about at Campbell a lot and coach hair harps on is stay in the fight. And no matter what the situation is, just, continue to attack with your best stuff and be the best version of yourself each and every day. And if you do that, you're going to see success more often than not. Has there been a moment at Campbell or when you're on the prep route before when you're in high school that you really experienced a difficult time, like a low point of man, like my stuff isn't working. I'm not getting, you know, the guys out. I'm not getting as many guys out as I want. Has there been that moment? Uh, I remember last year in a start against Presbyterian in the second inning, I gave up like seven runs on seven hits, a couple home runs. I remember I just went in the locker room and was just kind of like staring off into space. Like what the heck just happened? I was throwing strikes. I don't think I had any walks in the inning. Just got hit around and they hit me hard. No matter what I threw, where I threw it, it was getting hit somewhere hard. Um, and T Coach Robinson just came in and looked at me. He's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I feel fine. Like everything's 
going where I want it to go. He's like, I just can't get any guys out. He's like, that's fine. Just go back out there and compete. I ended up throwing two more quality innings before I uh, kind of hit my pitch limit for the day. But it was one of those things. I mean, seven runs in, a, in one inning is definitely nothing that I was used to. And it just kind of was like, dang, like this, that, that sucks. Do you have any, I guess, advice for those younger pitchers or you know, pitchers that are trying to be in your spot of the situation where they are getting just absolutely battered around where they're giving up seven runs in an inning and they can't get anybody out. Like what, what, what do you uh, have to tell them if that happens to them? I mean, all you can do is compete. You can't shy away. Um, we joke around like nobody's going to come save you. Like you're out there, you're the one on the mound, you're the one with the ball. You're the only one that can control what's going on. So just kind of bear down and continue to pitch through it. And I mean, they're eventually going to get out. They're going to get, whether you get them out or they get themselves out, like as long as you just keep competing and fighting through whatever's going on, like you're going to get out of it and you're going to get another opportunity to find success. What do you think has been the most proudest moment of your pitching career at this point? I would say it's a tie. My one relief appearance last year, I uh, threw on Saturday. I started on Saturday and then came back to pitch on Sunday after throwing 103 pitches on Saturday in the winner-take-all game in the conference championship with a man on first and second and uh, one out in a 3-2 ball game. Um, and I was just tasked with getting out of the, the inning and keeping us with the lead and was able to do that on a uh, double play at home. And so that was one of the things, like, I, w- I was able to come back through some physical fatigue and give our team an opportunity to win the game, which we ended up doing, and then go into the regional. And then my second one would be the regional at Tennessee, um, just walking out there in that environment, we were the home team. So I just kind of walked out on the mound first guy out there and was just like, wow, like there's 6,000 people here on their feet yelling, what they're, whatever they were yelling. And just like, no, like, man, like I've worked really hard my entire life to be in a moment just like this. And I guess that rivals when I was with USA this summer and I was able to pitch in Charlotte, my hometown, the field I've always gone to, to watch the Knights play and was able to go out there in front of 10,000 fans and pitch in front of my whole family and my whole friends and a bunch of people from home. And just kind of going out there, seeing that full circle moment, got interviewed pregame by uh, a girl I went to high school with. And she was the, uh, she's one of the Knights big media people. So she was able to interview me just that big full circle moment. Wow. So when you when you got interviewed back then, uh, how did you, how did you feel? Like, did you feel very proud too? Uh, it was weird. I was sitting in the locker room and they called me out like, "Hey, somebody wants to interview you." Uh, she said she knows you from high school, and I my brain was blank. I had no clue. And I walked out and it was her. I was like, "Oh my god, Kendall, how are you doing?" And she was she just asked me a couple questions about being like the hometown kid and the uh, guy from the area, just being able to pitch in that environment. And it was just really cool to know like man, she's living her dream and I'm living mine. And we're just meeting up in the middle right now, which is really, really cool. Absolutely. We talked about a little bit of, of, of advice earlier, but I want to move and switch over to, you know, you've been able to go and experience so many different environments, pitching at the prep level and at the college level. Is there something that, you've experienced especially in college that you wish could could be changed whether it's like a rule for pitchers or or something like I I know that uh, baseball is kind of a sport where it's tough to progress it's been a very cut and dry sport for so many years like but is there something that you wish that could be changed at the college level for younger athletes 
I feel like with the change in the NIL type stuff and all of that, I feel like some people are getting taken advantage of. And so just like keeping the integrity of the game and allowing people to compete where they want to compete rather than where they're going to make the most money. But in that, I mean, I feel like the college environment's great. Um, I love watching college athletics more than professional athletics. You see the more love for the game and the love for the, the team rather than for like the paycheck. So seeing kids go out and compete for the name on their front instead of like the name on the back is something I definitely enjoy. So I think the college environment's could you ever see yourself um, if you lived a different life being a, playing a different college sport? Uh, I don't think so. I think baseball is definitely what I'm built for mentally and physically. Well, do you have any NIL deals or any sponsorships or anything that you'd like to promote now that you've been on the podcast? Uh, I don't really have that many being a small school. I have like, one clothing brand sponsorship that is on my Instagram and all of that, but nothing too crazy that I need to be out here promoting. Okay. So for younger pitchers, especially maybe the ones that are at the college level, just like you, high school athletes, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and to to speak with you and try to continue to hear your story? I feel like my Instagram is something I – check regularly and get notifications for it's just my first and last name okay perfect kate i appreciate the the whole story about you growing up and really a lot of the development from your uh at a personal level your development to where you are now you know the 2023 season is it might seem like it's far away but it will be coming shortly i know for you um, as a college athlete, like it's pretty much like a 12 month ordeal. You're always thinking, always thinking about the next month ahead. So really appreciate you taking the time and talking about everything that's going on in your life as a pitcher. So I really appreciate you uh, this evening. Of course, appreciate being on the show and you having me. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.